welcome <laughs> to to uh, the contiguous podcast. Uh, you may be confused uh, after last week's. I don't know what should we call it, misadventures? Sure. Well, we, we accidentally came up with an unoriginal podcast name, as it turned out. Our apologies go out to the actual orthogonal podcast. We wish, wish you all the best. Yeah. So now with the contiguous podcast, we could maybe have taken you through the thinking, but, you know, we wouldn't have had a name for our podcast. So we just had to sort of slap a new one on there. Right. And that begins a soon-to-be-famous segment called Alex and Ed's Ketchup Catch-Up. That's a little bit presumptuous, I think. We may regret putting this on the internet in time. There will be at least one Ketchup Catch-Up, and that'll be this one. Ketchup Catch-Up is when you eat a ketchup sandwich and we catch you up with the corrections we need to make from last time's podcast and any other thinking that we've done behind the scenes that you don't know about. Yeah. Um, first, first correction... Or possible correction, we still do not know how many brands of ketchup there actually are. <laughs> Turns out if you try looking at trademarks, you'll find ridiculous banks that think it's fun to trademark food, or rather apply for trademarks in the food category. Is that, is that ridiculous or is that forward thinking? Right, so we had the name, we had the ketchup. What else? What, what other problems were there from last week? Should we have drawn up a bullet list? We probably should have drawn up a bullet list. All right. Um, Maybe we'll do that next time. Yeah, what else was there? I mean, if there are people who want advice from us, harbingers, 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 well now we've got every possible pronunciation of that word and I'll edit the correct one in, (laughs) of of advice, of great advice in fact, shoot us an email at contig.pod at gmail.com. Link in the description. Link in the description. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good shout. I don't know. I don't, we're not. We're still. I think advice takes more than about three hours' experience of creating and editing a podcast. I think it needs, you know, probably decades of life experience. I don't know. I don't know if we're. We're probably not prepared to give you useful, useful advice. So, in my head, I thought there were like seventeen different things that we had to correct from last time, and about forty other things to bring us up. But it, it literally was. Just the ketchup and the fact that our name is The Contiguous Podcast. Oh, oh, the Arab Spring. Oh, right, yeah. The Arab Spring was in... Um, 2011. 2011. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, that's the only thing we want to say about the Arab Spring. We have nothing else to say Yeah, about we have it. no further comments to make on the Arab Spring. <laughs> the Arab Spring. Oh, I haven't even looked up five years ago's news. The Arab Spring happened, and that's all we have to say. An event titled The Arab Spring... So-called conspired. The, the so-called Arab Spring <laughs> took place in 2011. There we go. I think we covered it. Well, last time we did say these podcasts would start off with a topic and diverge as Absolutely. incredibly just, as possible. Just, just run away from us. Run away. Yeah. Out of control. Completely out of control. Unleashed. And we can't be blamed for the the, the results. That's. I think I think we're always entirely accountable for the results, Alex. Actually. <laughs> Accountable at contig.pod <laughs> at email.com Oh, no, there was another correction Ooh. Um, When we were talking about where to upload the podcast yep. We discussed SoundCloud and YouTube We are definitely on SoundCloud yep. We are debatably on YouTube No, I think we are now I, you think are. I checked We are, okay, well we're up, we're up there Right, we're also on YouTube If, you know, you use the YouTube's subscription thing And, and we have a Twitter now Oh, and we have a Twitter at Contig Pod. 
I'm, I'm not sure actually contiguous podcast was taken for either our email or our Twitter. We, we maybe should have just gone for... It's a lot of letters though. Although the other day I was trying to type in config.pod and I accidentally typed in config.pod and it did not work. It's not the same thing. As... Right, so we are on SoundCloud, which is probably the best way to find us. We're also on YouTube. We may eventually only be on YouTube when SoundCloud won't let us upload anymore, <laughs> which apparently happens. <laughs> Yeah it's, yeah, it's possible. It's a threat we face going yeah. forward. Right, so what happened five years ago, X? What happened five years ago? Well, let's. shall I go on www.fiveyearsagotoday.com? Is that, exist? is that an actual thing? No idea. Oh, okay. You're just sort of, you're chancing it. Right, here we go. There's a page called The Super Shared Stories of 2013. Oh, outstanding. That sounds promising. What have we got? Okay. A woman captured the moment a dolphin was rescued from a fishing line in Hawaii. She told the BBC that the dolphin communicated with the diver to request help. Ah, well that's good. Um, in February, Pope resigned. Oh, so he did that, yeah. Ooh, here's a fun one. Scientists confirmed a skeleton buried under a car park in Leicester was that of English King Richard III. Oh, that's classic, yeah. I don't know, I mean, going back to the dolphin, I saw a video recently where, wherein... I think it was a humpback whale, or maybe it was a sperm whale. I think it's relevant because the type of whale, because it was the first instance of that type of whale protecting a human from a shark. That's like it's a close one. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> I, I didn't see the full thing, I suppose, so I can't. I'm maybe not best qualified to comment on it, but it was sort of the sperm whale seemed to nuzzle <laughs> the diver, mm -hmm. and whether or not that can be described as as protecting. Or just inappropriate considering the circumstances. <laughs> it was uh, up to up to uh, interpretation, really. Okay. Uh, you know, we did it inadvertently protect while just attempting physical contact with a diver. You know, have we have we have we misinterpreted the uh, the intentions of this um, sperm whale? But also, we could also ask. Also. Yeah. Also. <laughs> also, if intention really matters, it was a you know, if I inadvertently push someone on a skateboard towards a road and they just happen to carry with them an old lady who was walking too slowly across the road and a car was about to hit. Maybe the old lady was damaged in the being hit by the guy on the skateboard, but she's not run over by a car. But if people took the behaviour of the boy and they said, this boy has never been recorded to save old ladies before, and now they, they believe it to be one of the boy's behaviours that he... Protects old women protects all women, and, and, and they sort of run with that as a, as a scientific project. Is there an issue there? Because actually all that happened was the boy got pushed by you. By me. I'm sure, I hope fully justifiably. It's not the boy. The boy didn't do anything, you know. So that I should be the one being studied here for my ability to help others help all women. But I mean, who is you in the case of the sperm whale and the diver? Right. I'm presuming the old woman is the diver, the boy yeah. on the skateboard is a sperm whale, a sperm whale, and I and you are am. the sperm whale's natural instincts. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you are? Yes. Right. I'm the part of the sperm whale's brain that determines its <laughs> actions. Okay, that's a bold claim, Alex. Right. I think you, I think you were trying to make a point in there. Uh, did I did I get lost? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Right. Oh, yeah, that's it. Because you know, it's all well and good saying you know it's one of these sort of behaviours that's being studied. Sperm whale protects people. But then, if the sperm whale didn't actually intend to do it and it had other things on its mind, mm -hmm. then that's not actually an amazing natural phenomenon. That's just a, a very you know, standard natural phenomenon that 
just happened at a very opportune moment, and that is a coincidence and I not... Mean, yeah, it's a bit of a coincidence, but now, you know, because there's this interest about, oh, maybe the sperm whale saved a person. The other people are like, no, it didn't save a person. Might try and find out exactly what it was that the sperm whale was trying to do. Or the humpback whale. I don't think we actually ascertain whether or not I it was... I think it was sperm. Well, yeah, we think it's sperm. Yeah, yeah, it's sperm. Tune in to next time to, <laughs> to, to catch up, catch up, where we'll confirm whether or not it actually was a sperm whale. But, you know, these other people, or in fact, maybe the same people who thought it might be helping a person, might find out what it was that the sperm whale was actually trying to do, and that might, you know, determine some other important characteristic that might lead science somewhere, or otherwise help us. You know, because obviously sperm whales can do something to prevent shark from doing other things. Um, <laughs> so maybe we could use that. You could build a big, big barrier of sperm whales, and they would, they'd sort of their blubbery mass would protect humans yeah. from sharks. And then you know you'd stimulate whatever urge controlled by me it was that <laughs> got the sperm whale to help this person, whether it was that it likes rubbing its nuzzle against human flesh or otherwise, <laughs> well, or skin rather. Well, is it skin though, or is it lycra? Cause it Ooh, probably, that, would have been, that probably would have been a very covered boy, <laughs> yeah, a very I, covered diver. Actually, yeah. uh, so I think, I th I'm pretty sure the, uh, the diver in this case was in fact female. I'm to say <laughs> covered boy. Uh, covered, covered grill. <laughs> That's an in-joke, yeah. you can't use in-jokes. Alright, so, well, I think boy is as well, if I'm... If I'm, if I'm well, I mean, it's a slightly... Frank. You know, it's quite a popular term on the interwebs. Is, One something-e boy. Is not grill? No. <laughs> only on the parts of the internet that you have contributed to oh. is grill used. Well, uh, maybe I need to, to get on Reddit and see what's actually current and what isn't, because I, I was pretty sure I was, I was mm. in the loop. It's weird. Reddit is what is current for people who are on Reddit. Like, everyone who's on Reddit just assumes that Reddit is what's current. <coughs> but no, it's, it's just the people on Reddit who have it. Right. Reddit, Reddit probably doesn't reflect the crazes going through, say, the organisation of old people's homes. Yeah. All that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Unless there is an r slash... <laughs> there probably is. Elderly home there's, administration. I know, I feel like when, when someone says, Oh, I'm going to look at some memes, they right. find a mid-pubescent Facebook group. Yes. <laughs> That's where the memes are. That's where the memes are to be found. You know, the Ugandan Sonic and whatever else people are. <laughs> oh dear. No, I don't, the thing is though, you can't even talk about memes because you'll be outdated in about two minutes. But if you talk about the concept of memes, you'll be relevant forever. Relevant forever. Alex, 2017. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Alex thought in 2017 and it's not relevant anymore. Very good. Yeah, you've... <laughs> Save myself You've surpassed from that blunder. <laughs> a pitfall. That's been a fun introduction. That's the kind of <laughs> tangents you can expect on a Real. contiguous podcast. Oh. Anyway, last time we said that we'd, you know, take a topic and move from it. I mean, we also talked about the five-year-old news, which we mentioned for about 20 seconds just then, and also maybe some advice. No one has yet asked us any questions. Advice is going to have to wait. For now, the topic of this podcast, are you ready? You are not. It is internet-connected home appliances. <laughs> you really sort of set the agenda there. <laughs> are you ready? You are not. <laughs> There's no one out there who's sufficiently prepared. No one out prepared. there was like, I'm listening to this podcast, I'm having a nice time. I wonder what they're talking about next. Internet-connected home appliances. Wow. Wow. We've 
do you mean to say that the the uh, the listener? Do you, do you mean to say that they were um, they're ready for us to discuss internet connected home appliances, or are they ready for internet connected home appliances Ooh. as a sort of a right, concept? They're and not stuff? ready for us to talk about internet connected home appliances. Right. Do you think they're ready for the other? I think some of them are perhaps ready for the objects themselves. Some of them might even have them. I don't know. They're getting more common. Yeah, preheating the oven while I'm not yet at home. That sounds risky. What if Russia <laughs> preheats your oven? Yeah. You see, that is always the risk. And that is why you should not go crazy with your internet-connected home appliances. Like, I've seen funny videos on the internet, Ed, of people just sitting around and then someone gets their lights to do a funky thing while some weird music plays. Just, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've had that with, um, you know, on Spotify. Mm-hmm. You can you can say say you have Spotify going on on your laptop. Mm-hmm. You you can you can operate your laptop Spotify using your phone, mm-hmm. and that is connected through through your Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. I've had it before where I've been you know listening to some music and then you know cheekily, uh, you know someone I know I don't know if I can specify if I have siblings or not. They hack in almost, mm-hmm. and I'm suddenly exposed to to very loud and very unappealing music yeah and uh, so what some might be called a uh, a practical joke what happens if you know you've got your sausages in the oven 20 minutes you know yeah pretty standard they whack that right up to three hours yeah. you've got some pretty black sausages by the time you get home it's upsetting i don't know i think it would be more upsetting if you planned to slow roast your chicken and then someone hacked in and then cooked your chicken for three minutes that would be pretty yeah. upsetting. Turn it off, you get home, you've got a raw chicken, and sure. you know, you don't think that your super smart, internet-connected, slow cooker could have malfunctioned in any way, or you know, been hacked. You eat that raw chicken thinking it's definitely been in there for three hours. Yeah, you slice it up, yeah. And you you've sl- got salmonella. Yeah, <laughs> and that's how, that's how wars will be fought in the future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, gonna... it's almost as annoying as when someone goes up to your slow cooker and pulls up the lid and puts it back down again. Is that really annoying to you? Um, yes, because the whole point of a slow cooker is that it keeps heating for ages. Do it say a convection current? Yeah, whatever. And then you just release all the hot air, and effectively you will now have to cook it for like an hour longer. I have to start from square one. Well, not quite from square one because some cooking has been done, but yeah. Okay, square three. Square three. Yeah. <laughs> is, what is, is that there reference? A... Is that like a reference to snakes and ladders? Oh, right, okay. So what would be the analogue? in other famous board games. So in Monopoly it would be... Go. Start from Go, or start from 1,750 Monopoly dollars. <laughs> yes. Or however much you actually have at the beginning of a Monopoly game. Oh, actually, yeah, I think it's, it's more like 1,500. In, in, in very pre- precise denominations. <clears throat> yes, yeah. I am. Unless you have the credit card game. Credit card game. You just, you know, pretty easy. You just plug and really play. Create Really easy. No one needs to annoyingly fish through paper money. Streamlines the whole. But then, what if someone tedium. hacks in to your Monopoly credit card machine? Well, I don't know. It's actually very easy to do it. You just type in the wrong number before you hand it to the other person. Yeah, you can't do it remotely. It's not. It's not as scary as someone hacking into the mainframe <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, sort of creating you know salmonella and massive heating bills all across Britain. We've done just fine, Ed. Cooking our oven, not cooking our oven, cooking our food in ovens that are not connected to the internet. We go up to them, we twist some dials, and we put on a little timer, 
that eventually runs out of noise and so it actually doesn't beep very loudly and you have to use a separate timer. Um, and bingo bango, you can make a meal. In fact, you do it pretty much every day. That is my argument. <laughs> we do not need internet connected fridges or toothbrushes or kettles. Although, speaking of kettles, people need to stop filling up kettles and then boiling them. You can do, as my physics teacher said, a napkin calculation to figure out how much energy you waste by putting in too much water. Get a mug of water, pour it into your kettle, boil it, <laughs> pour I didn't it, and then... outline the, the calculation. <laughs> no, that's just the method of how oh, you should... giving instructions on how to make a, a truly efficient... Truly, yeah, exactly. Oil. I always, yeah, I mean, you know, it tends to be, when I, when I boil water, the medium, no, not the medium, the, the minimum is more than sufficient mm. to fill... Uh, exactly. Sometimes you'll have a minium, min, min, minium, a minimum, like <laughs> two um, cups. Like, I've seen kettles that don't have like a milliliter scale or anything, they've just got cups. Like how many, not, not cup as in the American... Yeah, the imperial, imperial measurement, yeah, which I still don't, I don't quite understand. I that. don't understand it either. But rather a, 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 you know, a mug full of water if you get it up to that level. Yeah, and sometimes the minimum is like two, and you're like, right, fine. You want water to completely cover the heating element, that's how a kettle works. Um, I think another thing about sort of minimum limits and kettles is that I remember, uh, I, I'm sure I heard someone sort of annoying, you know, they were quite upset. They're annoyed that when they go to their office kitchenette, mm -hmm. they get annoyed when people haven't pre-filled the kettle for them. Like as if it's some sort of, you know, you know it's, it's a courtesy that once you've finished your use of the kettle, you then immediately proceed to fill the kettle to the minimum again. So someone can easily walk into the kitchen. I mean, it sounds polite enough, but is it too much? Is it? I feel. I feel it might be too much to expect someone to do. They're very, they're very upset. So clearly, they expect it to happen. But um, I've never been expected. I've never had that expected of me. In terms of what happens, either the first person arrives to an empty kettle, they fill it up, they pour it into their mug, they put it back. Or the first person arrives to a kettle with some water in, they pour it in their mug, then they fill it up. Yeah. You're just doing exactly the same thing. So, in a sense, the the other situation or the other scenario you were talking about, where this person wanted the kettle to be filled up before, that's that's possibly the the politer of the two. You're like, oh, someone's done something for me. I'll do something for someone else. And you end up with a little bit more of a, a happy, happy thing. I suppose. At the end, but. but maybe that's why they're annoyed because. Clearly, this process was in place where it's just a sort of slightly more polite version of the same thing. And now, suddenly, this person has got to fill the kettle up twice. Right. That is, I can yeah. sort of, I can, I understand it. We understand. I, I've got. I've There's got. an absolute snake in this office <laughs> who doesn't fill up the kettle at all. They take a, a kettle with some water in, they pour it into their mug, and then they put it back. And this other guy has to, you know. A real, a real viper. Yeah. Of a, uh. A, a, a vagabond. A right black widow. <laughs> Spider, that's even worse. Right, so would you connect your kettle to the internet, Alex? I would absolutely not. For the reasons you stated earlier? And for, the, for all the reasons I've stated, yeah. You know. I think of all the appliances you could connect to the internet, the kettle's like the one you'd want to least. Because, you know, the oven takes a while to heat up and the fridge, I don't know what other people need fridges connected to the internet for like a fridge does nothing special at any point it does the same job all the time i thought of a 
you know, you, you know, as you, as you say, there's a sort of process of connecting devices to the internet, and as you say, under our sort of policy of you fill the kettle to the minimum, kettle boils in no time. When you fill it up to the top, kettle boils in a while. If if someone thinks it's it's normal for the kettle to take a while to boil, they might consider developing an application which enables you to boil the kettle in advance, and that's how you weed out people who waste energy. That's right. If you're connecting your <laughs> kettle to the internet, it's only because you don't know how to use a kettle. Yes. Efficiently. Energy efficiently. And like, yeah, so when you do put the minimum amount of kettle, I mean, maybe there's like six of you and you all want a cup of tea and you're going to fill it almost well, all the way I up. That. I hate I really, when I'm making myself a cup of tea, I've had like a long day and then five people jump on the bandwagon and you've got to do five teas. No, six teas. Yeah. That's a lot of tea. That's a lot of pouring. That's a lot of boiling. A lot of milk pouring. Yeah. Even worse is when four of them want their tea done a special way. Oh, it's a minefield. <laughs> it is. Like, pour this milk in first, or put it in a teapot, or I want you to take the tea bag out as soon as the water touches it because I don't like tea. Why do they do any of it? Well, but what if? What if we're being too hard on the person who develops the kettle pre-boiling app? Because what if they can? They, they come from a place where they have to do this often. We'll have to make multiple teas. Suddenly, it becomes almost crucial to have this application as it yeah. sort of improves their, their quality of life. So maybe, maybe we're being too hard on connecting devices to the internet. Maybe there is a use and it's not indicative of energy inefficiency. Yeah, um, I feel like I might have been slightly too harsh with my previous judgment of whoever <laughs> uses internet connected appliances. Yeah, no. This other situation that we've invented for people who want to use internet connected appliances, you know, they're, they're coming late home from work, mm. probably on the public transport, not using their phone while they're driving because that'd be irresponsible. Or, you know, they pulled up in a lay-by, now they're using their phone to, you know, talk to their internet appliances. They're going to be maybe back in 20 minutes, maybe. maybe no, 20 minutes. They'll be back in like, you know, 10 minutes or something. You see, the, the kettle's a different one because like an oven, you know, say you put the food in there in the morning and then right. you set it up during the day to cook the food yep. just before you get back and then yep. it stops. You know, you don't have to track exactly when you're going to be home to, um, to within a matter of minutes. If that food is cooked but gone slightly cold, you can just about deal with it. With this kettle, you know, you boil this whole kettle full of water for the six people who keep demanding tea from you when you get back from work. Why they can't make it themselves, you know, at base both of us probably. But if you, if you miscalculate that by a few minutes, you're going to come back to a lukewarm kettle oh. full of water and you're going to have to put it on again. It's a race against time. Yeah. Right. Next thing. The oven that we're talking about that cooks a meal at like a set time and this person is trying to connect to it on their phone. Phones are just become ubiquitous and oh I can do a, an application on my phone da 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 Why can't you just get an oven where you give it an on time and you give it an off time and then it just does it. Well, I always find that oven interfaces are really fiddly. Yeah I mean Because I'm, they consist sure they of are, four but... buttons and a really annoying like four digit sort of digital clock and that is the interface you're playing with. <laughs> I don't know, it sounds yeah. like setting up two time. Oh man, it'd be a nightmare. You probably there's plenty of room for um for error there. And I mean, like, it's like alarm clocks, isn't it? Like you'll get your alarm clock, and you'll be like, I'm, I'm a master at this alarm clock. I can press all the buttons. And then you see someone else's alarm clock, and you're like, I can barely tell the time on this, let alone set an alarm. It's true. It's like, it's like when you go to someone else's house and you have to figure out how their shower works. It's impossible. Exactly. Right. Okay. So. 
in my department. Actually, no, it's not my department. It's, 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 but it's, it's a lecture hall I go to for some of my lectures. Bathroom nearby. Sometimes after lecture, you want to, you know, um, do what must be done. That you need to go to a bathroom for. <laughs> so you're there. You've you've done you've done what needs to be done, and now you have to you know deal with the aftermath of what's happened. You have to you have to wash your hands, and that's okay, I suppose. But then you, you get to the sink. I don't I don't really understand it, Alex. The push tap. Right. You know, you probably get like 15 seconds of water mm -hmm. out there. That's fine. But it's not. It's also the type of tap where you sort of twist it to control the temperature. All right. All now, right. I mean, you know, you, I've, I found an I see an opportunity here. I see an opportunity to have some pleasantly warm water to wash my hands, which is always. I think that's enjoyable. It's a privilege I I'll take when I can get it. I can't work it. I, it's not. I don't know if it is twist because it looks like it's twist with the the. You know, it's got the little red, little red dot and the little blue dot. And you have to, you know, twist, twist it that way or that way. But every time I try, I just sort of look like a, a bit silly. I'm sort of messing around with it. You know, you always expect someone to sort of sneak by. You just push it. In in this in this situation, you can't be taking too much time trying to figure it out. You've only got <laughs> five seconds. Fifteen seconds. Well, you've got, you've got five seconds to, <laughs> to to begin your fifteen seconds of water before someone thinks you're odd. Or they get upset that you're occupying a basin that yeah. they could be using. Um, so it, it's it's di it's difficult. I've had I've had trouble. Yeah, there are lots of lots of different tap. Maybe it would be more helpful if instead of leaving us to figure it out, they could have like a little little panel next to the the tap that gives some sort of little um like instructions. Yeah, instructions. Yeah, give little little, little instructions how to figure it out. I'd appreciate that. And sometimes, like the one you described, had like a red dot and a blue dot. Yeah. Put some arrows on there, mate. Like, let me know which which way does what. <laughs> twisting around, I don't know what's happening. Oh, man. Oh, you know what deeply upsets me sometimes is when you've got the push tap, okay? So you can't really control the, the rate of flow of water. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm okay with that, except when it's the hot tap, immediately it's just a beam of awfully hot water that just does... It does you no good. I never use it. It's just awful. It's What's the point? What's the point yeah. of having a hot tap if you're not going to use it? Yeah. I don't like the, the hot taps that say "warning, hot water." <laughs> like it can it can mean one of two things: one, a person doesn't know what a hot tap looks like, or two, the water in there is too hot to be in a hot tap. It's just uncomfortably hot water. If you've got that sign there, you're doing it all wrong. But yeah, also, you know, you press it down, you're like, "Ooh, I'm used to taps that have a reasonable flow rate. That it's got an incredible flow rate. Do I have a lisp. Rate of flow. You think it's going to have a reasonable." flow rate and then it has an immense flow rate and you put your hands right under there and it smashes right off it all the way down your trousers. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the worst and you're like, well sorry I couldn't help it, your tap's rubbish. Of course, you know, your friends just at the moment like, oh I couldn't, uh, couldn't hold it in could you? Oh you couldn't, you couldn't do what must be done. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't do what must be done in time could you? <laughs> couldn't, uh, couldn't do what must be done in the place where it must be kept done. <laughs> I do drink a lot of water in lectures, so maybe that'll be it. It's a risk. It's a risk I take. I play it fast and loose. For the record, I've, I've so far not actually done what must be done in anywhere else that isn't the where place it must where it done. must be done. <laughs> Except maybe in a few laybys, mm. you know. That's 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 like that's like third place in places where it's acceptable. What to, second? To, second, like an outhouse. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, they also tend to be designed to be places where it can be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been me at joint first then. 
All right, can maybe lay by. We take it. We'll, it's a second, yeah. We'll whack it up a second. I remember one time there was an issue with my toilet, and then someone suggested do what must be done <laughs> in the sink. Oh, that's disgusting! <laughs> I know it was awful. I mean, I just, you know, I just found another toilet in the end. But it was they genuinely, you know, it's like genuine advice. It was like, come on, guys, I can't believe you didn't think of this earlier. Oh. <laughs> just, just pee all over your sink. Like, yeah, and people throwing up in sinks as well. well I mean, I've not encountered <clears throat> that. If I'm honest, doing what occasionally you have no choice in doing. We're applying a thick veneer over, <laughs> over <laughs> the squalid words. Yeah. used to describe squalid things. That's right, very squalid. squalid. I'm having an issue with my pronunciation today. <laughs> do you need, a, you need a sip of water, Alex? Oh, I do. Yeah. See, so, yeah, this is how I use my tap. All right, okay. <laughs> do you make these noises when you use your tap? What am I say? I don't look like the most successful <laughs> trip to the tap. Oh, see. For those of you who didn't catch that, I pulled my right shoulder trying to fill up a glass. <laughs> I didn't realize you pulled it back. <laughs> I can't use my right arm now. It's oh, horrible shit. <laughs> I didn't realize I, I. I wouldn't have suggested that I knew you'd injure yourself. <laughs> um, I'm now going to have to fill up a sign next to my tap that says, Warning, please use while facing and standing next yeah. to the tap and not sitting at a right angle to it. Orthogonal. You may call it nice cheeky or oh, uh, perhaps you could put up a handy sort of series of visual indicators of the stance you should take yeah. mm -hmm. when pouring yeah. water it's like when you know i used to work in a charity shop and there are plenty of visual indicators now how to you know carry boxes full of other people's unwanted goods without mm -hmm. causing undue <coughs> damage to your back and uh, and i benefited greatly from that uh, I can simply say my back is it's pretty good. I've got a good, pretty good back. Nice. <laughs> I also worked in a shop. My back shop. is um, um, pretty good. I don't think I remember any pictorial representations of how I should act with boxes. But then again, I don't know. I did fine without pictorial representations. But, you know, places where you wouldn't think you need pictorial representations of how to use, you know, not even how to use it, just the stance you should take while using it. Yeah, which is it's the sink. And that's when I needed it most. You've got to arch your back over. You've got to sort of sort of grip at the box with your fingers, straight knees, and you're gonna you're gonna carry that box um, for as far as you can before um, you succumb to. I gave some pretty bad advice there. I'll be honest, Alex. I, in fact, some might say I, I deliberately gave bad advice. Oh, you cheek! I thought that was great advice on how to carry a box. <laughs> well, you know, I'm sorry. Think about all the poor the poor listeners who, you know, on hearing that thought, wow, that seems like a reliable way to carry a large item. And now they've all gone and done their backs. Well, in my defence, we only gave them about 10 seconds to do damage to their back before mm. we, we told them it wasn't, wasn't how it should be done. There's a lot you can do in 10 seconds. Well, like what, carry a box in a... Yeah, like paper box. The I mean, maybe maybe, someone, maybe um, someone's listening to this in a warehouse and they're like, oh, no. Someone <laughs> in a warehouse, I would say, would be better trained. <laughs> in box carrying than to follow that advice from someone who said that they worked in a charity. <laughs> and that's the kind of low quality advice you can expect to receive on the next Contiguous podcast, along with a new topic that will probably be less exciting than internet connected home appliances. We sort of went pretty big. Summarise what you've learned on this episode. 
Um, I'll, I'll, I've learned that maybe my initial objection to celebrating the sperm whale and protecting the diver uh, may well have been uh, uh, incorrect, and actually there is scientific knowledge to be uh, to be gathered, uh, regardless of which way the results are. Do 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 sperm whales protect humans, or do they? Was it was all a big coincidence? Either way, that's useful knowledge. I can't say we've, I've learned terribly much actually. If I want to say, thank you very much for listening, or or perhaps enduring uh, what, what just happened here. Um, and I suppose I'll. I won't see you, and I won't hear you. It's a it's a pretty one one way medium, really. Yeah. But I'll I'll sort of talk at you in um, roughly a week's time. Hugs and kisses. <laughs> Hugs and kisses. Lots of love.